Listening Dog Media. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need a fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead, take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. He's one of England's most capped international players. Seaman is the man here. He's one of the world's most decorated goalkeepers. And it's somehow kept out by Seaman. That is a fantastic save. This is Seaman Says with David Seaman. Seaman, what a magnificent save. Here. Breathtaking. Like never before. Hello and welcome to Seaman Says with me, David Seaman and Lindsay Hooper. How have you been, Lindsay? Hope you've been better than me. I think we've all been the same. For anyone who, who checks out the videos from these shows, we'll see that we're all in black uh, in mourning, I think. <laughs> in that yeah, exactly. Oh, um, yeah, yeah, it was uh, so close. Annoying a little bit. Obviously, the penalty miss was the major point of the game. It was something that I, I wasn't expecting. With Harry, you, you expect him to score because he does normally score. Then I was thinking straight away, I'm thinking, right, you know, who, who's going to be coming on? How are we going to carry on for the rest of the game? And it was like just such a massive shot when he missed. I mean, there have been some discussions since whether he should have taken the second one. But I honestly don't see a situation where he doesn't. When is someone going to wrestle no, the ball off Harry no, Kane? He's about to go ahead of Wayne Rooney as well in the goal scoring charts. Also, the pressure point that it is in the game. I think he's the player to step mm-hmm. up. There was a part of me that was thinking, and I don't know whether you did from a goalkeeping point of view, that when you're facing the goalkeeper you play with at club level, they do know a lot about you. And I thought he dispatched the first one so well that maybe he overthought the second one. Maybe he was thinking, I can't do exactly exactly the same thing. Yeah. I, I didn't think that it wouldn't be on target at all. 
Do you know what I noticed about it as well? As soon as he put the ball down and then he took his, his few steps back and then he was waiting, my first initial reaction was like, it's too close to the ball. Because mm. he normally does his yeah. little jiggle with his feet and then he goes in. And my first thought, I, I don't know why, but I was like, he seems a bit closer to the ball, you know? Right. And then yeah. even when he does his little jiggle with his feet, he didn't do it as as much as what he normally does. You know, like you said, because it was Hugo Lloris, if it is made his mind up that he was going that side and he just thought, right, well, I'll just put a little bit more in case he goes that way. And we all know what happened. You know, he just got a little bit underneath it. Obviously, it went over the bar, but it was it was just something that I noticed. You know, Lloris went the, same, the, the right way this time. You know, the first one, he went the wrong way. Um, yeah, I just think it was the fact that he was just trying to put a little bit too much power into it. Mm. And sometimes that happens, you know, where you... You know, I've done it before where I've, I've hit penalties and, uh, you know, training and stuff like that. And I thought, oh, I'll give it some power. And it's like me taking a goal kick. It just flies straight over the crossbar <laughs> normally. <laughs> you know, but um, obviously, Harry hopefully hasn't taken many goal kicks. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, he's certainly taken one. I remember when he went, he went in goal for Spurs during a match once. So he's certainly taken one. But, oh, yeah. Um, yeah. You can't really do anything about those France goals. I mean, the finishing was was out of this world. People are questioning Jordan about, you know, where, what was his position, you know, and because it wasn't like right down the side of the post, but the power on it were, and there was it was swerving away, you know, so it, it's really hard to criticise him on that one. The second goal was an unbelievable crossing by Griezmann. And the weird thing is, he's like, Giroud was literally like five or 10 seconds away from being substituted. Yeah. You know, and he gets on the end of it and there's a bit of a deflection off Harry as well, you know. So, yeah, no chance with that as well. Mm. We look at other parts of the game, you know, the, the, France's first goal, you know, I can't see how that's not given as a foul on, on Saka. You know, I know it's quite a way behind, but it's still a foul on Saka for me. And also, this game was all about transitions. That's the problem with it, is... Either way, anyone doesn't get a foul given. We're talking within seconds, it was at the other end of the pitch, and those transitions were key. Yeah. Um, Saka hardly got anything, did he? I mean, he was getting hacked down all over the place. I I did send some messages in, in my WhatsApp groups with friends just saying I hate the ref at one point, but I th- I'm sure we all did. Um, <laughs> but then on reflection, the referee needed help, but on the big decisions... VAR yeah. did intervene. Um, I mean, the, the fact that he didn't even see that shove on Mason Mount and that it was a penalty it, with his positioning, but also the yeah. assistant referee, I think is criminal. I mean, how on earth did you not see that? You didn't need VAR. You didn't even yeah. need one replay. But anyway, the fact that it, it was pulled back and it was a penalty. There's part of me as well, David, that just felt that had Harry Kane scored the momentum would have swung back to England. And I think England had been on top. The second half performance was brilliant. And yeah. there's a part of me that thinks that we'd have gone on and won had that gone in. But it it's just cruel to to torment ourselves with that. <laughs> it is. And and going back to the to the referees not seeing like the shove on mount, I feel that, that VAR has given referees like a little cushion where mm. if they're not sure, then they can let it go. Do you know what I mean? You know, they can let it go and then VAR will look at it. Yeah. Like you say, the the fact that they didn't see that, you know, it was just so blatant, you know, and as soon as it happened, I I was like, that's a penalty. It's a definite penalty because 
you can see Mount looking at the ball and the defender's not even looking at the ball as he shoves him in the back. Right decision was in the end sorted out. But the Harry Kane one in, I think it was, was that in the first half? It was right near the end of the first half, I think. Where, yes, when they didn't know whether it was in or out of the box. Yeah. Yeah. His positioning was so clever there. Yeah, it was. It is a foul. You see the contact. You see the contact when you when they slow it down. You see, and, and then I'm thinking, well, oh, why haven't VAR seen this? Mm. What, are, what are they looking and what are they trying to say that's that's happened? You know, that's the frustrating part about that. But um, <laughs> we were texting each other and saying, I, and I was like, the refs having one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There was actually a, a French publication as well that did uh, scores on on all the players, and they scored the ref, and even they scored the ref like four out of ten or five out of ten or something like that. So no. yeah, they weren't particularly yeah. happy. Yeah, I, I wasn't. I wasn't impressed with the referee. Four out of ten is lucky for him as well. By the way, <laughs> <laughs> it's just so frustrating because when we look at the team, the team and the squad that we've got, and like you say, the way that we played in that second half against a really good French team, by the way, you know, they're still obviously World Cup holders. In that first half, they did look threatening. We did look like we were giving them the respect that they deserved. But do you not think, is there a question to be said that we gave them too much respect because they didn't give us any respect? They were mm. they were ruthless and they were dirty at times uh, in the right way. And we didn't, yeah. we didn't have that edge to us. We were good, but we didn't have that, you know, have some of those top teams just... They always sort of edge on 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 getting yellows and and pushing yeah. other players around, and I don't think we had that, and I think they did. Yeah, but I think that that comes with that little second star that they've got above their badge on their shirts. But yeah, you're right, <laughs> doesn't it? Yeah, reigning World Cup holders, it, yeah. it gives you that little bit of confidence and that mm. edge, you know. Mm-hmm. And it's like, right, you know, like we're going to show you, you know, what we're like. I, I didn't feel that it was that we were over cautious. I think we were just we were just feeling our way into the game. Did it take a little bit too long? Maybe. But then it, towards the end of the first half, we were getting right into the game. Mm-hmm. Um, and we, we did have some good spells. Yeah, we did. Were you surprised when Saka was was brought off? Because he was having a lot of joy down that side. It was Hernandez, wasn't it? And he was he was really yeah. the one that was pushing forward down that right-hand side. And I, I found it a shame that there weren't, we didn't push forward enough to aid him and to get plays in the box when he broken Hernandez and he did quite a lot of times and then all of a sudden he's taken yeah. off and I'm thinking he's a young lad he could he could do the full 90 why, mm. why is he coming off I was I was a little bit surprised and then when I saw when I realized I looked and it, he got he got tattled didn't he and then and he went down and then he got up again carried on for a little bit and then went down again mm. Saka so oh, I don't know whether that, that was okay. I don't know whether that was you know, whether he'd signaled to the bench. If he wasn't injured, then I, yeah, I, I was surprised that he, he went had off. started you limping know, like say, a little bit. He was bit. affecting the game mm. quite a lot. I think more than that, Adam, to do with, you know, if a substitute is going to be made, I think most people are just thinking, why is it the same substitutes? Why did we never try? And I'm not just saying about this game against France, but throughout all of it, why did we never try anything different to see what that would have looked like? So yeah. Madison, for instance, or... Conor Gallagher, or maybe even but can you do that against France. Surely you do that in the group stages, and you, and you get to France. Well, but you, that, yeah. that's the point oh, is that did, it hadn't happened. Yeah, that's the, that's the yeah. point is that it hadn't. Ha- I'm not saying it should have happened first time in this game, but the fact that it hadn't happened prior means that we don't know what that looked like. Or I think Grealish and Madison, in particular, for me, are two players that. 
if all else goes wrong, they're going to earn you free kicks. They're going to they're going to win you opportunities. Mm. Um, and I thought that was a bit of an oversight not to use them more. I mean, Grealish in this game could not affect it in a few minutes. I mean, he had was it three mm. minutes or four minutes? Yeah, yeah, something Next like that. Yeah, it's like more seconds, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. But it's really difficult to critique, overly critique this England performance because. I, I honestly thought that they, they've shown progress, you know, against a big nation. Yeah. I, I think we've played many sides equivalent of France in the past and we have been very submissive. We've hardly got out of our own half sometimes. We've not created that many opportunities. And I thought in this one, we were brilliant in that second half. We deserved, I think most people would mm-hmm. say we were on top and it just came down to those lethal finishes. I think from open play, we didn't test Larice enough. I would have liked to have seen him tested more. But then yeah. that's also he, although he, the he did he make did. two two decent saves, Lindsay as well. Yeah, he the made, Bellingham he made a really good save and, from Kane. Yeah, a one v one, and then the Bellingham one. The Bellingham one was a good save. I know it was quite close to him, but it was still it was a good deflection because that had a lot of pace on it. And like you say, we we were, we were so close. You look at at Rashford's free kick at the end. You know, almost like the last kick of the game when it was just on the other side of the crossbar. Mm. You know, Larissa he, he he thought that was in. Because he he didn't even try to dive for it because he he knew he'd been done because he thought Rashford was going to go over the wall and Rashford went for pace on that side and it was just so close you know and that's how you know the fine margins are just yeah, yeah it's that's what I think that's what's making it more frustrating but like you said the England team that we've got now and the squad we've got now is the best it's been for years we can hold our heads high and one thing we did do very very well was keeping Mbappe quiet. He yeah. didn't really, he, he had, I think, a bit part. Com- compared to what he had in all the other games, he registered one shot and one key pass all game. That was it. Yeah. And considering yeah. he's the you know, top scorer. <laughs> what was funny is I was listening to Sky and all the lads were on the panel and they were talking about it. And I text Merce and I went, what if Mbappe goes on the other wing and goes up with Shaw? <laughs> and he said it on TV. He went, Dave, he was just texting me. <laughs> and then the presenter were like, Dave, if you're listening, stop sending those sort of texts to Merce. <laughs> <laughs> It was so funny, but um, yeah. But like you say, like Kyle Walker did a did a proper on job top. on him. Yeah, yeah, and, and, he was, and, and his positioning as well. Like he had Mbappe in his sights the whole yeah. time. Yeah, and then yeah. I also thought that Dembele on the other side, he was good in the first half, but I actually thought he was pretty quiet in the second half. It really was just that quality delivery from Griezmann into into Giroud, and just moments before Giroud had had that. Uh, volley hadn't he that Pickford had saved mm. even Jordan's save there from from Giroud that was you know if, if that goes in you're really questioning him you know even people are like why didn't he push it out for a corner or something you know why didn't he hold it you know from then because then I think not long after that that's where the cross came in from but um, there's people picking fault with everything at the moment and you know even even down to to whether Gareth should carry on and all this and I'm thinking like no this phrase gets right on my you know what <laughs> you know it's like <laughs> let someone come in and take us to the next level oh my god I've heard that so many times look what happened with Arsenal they got rid of Arsene Wenger to get someone in to go to the next level we haven't even reached his lowest level <laughs> <laughs> The thing you is, know, so like pack that in, you know, it's yeah. like, 
Well, I feel really torn over Gareth Southgate, and I'll tell you why. I think that there has certainly been progress at every tournament he's been in charge of. So I think, you know, from Russia to the Euros to this World Cup, I think this England team have got better. And his man management, I don't think anyone can criticise that at all. Clearly, everyone loves playing for him. Um, And from a performance point of view, yes, you know, people on paper will see this as a quarterfinal exit. But I think if you look at it as a quarterfinal exit against France, the reigning holders and the performance in it, then Mm -hmm. I think you, you don't go away disgruntled. However, I'm torn because... He's not won anything, David. And I I just think yeah. that we're now in a time where you need to have won something in order to get, to quote your phrase that you hate the most, the next level. You've got <laughs> to have won something. And I and I just don't see it. I don't see it happening. I don't I don't see him winning anything for, with England. I think he's done brilliantly. I think England have been great, but I think they'll always fall at the final hurdle because he doesn't know what that is. He doesn't know what it feels like. The players know that he doesn't know. Yeah. You look at Serena <laughs> with the lionesses. There's not there's not many that do, Liz. There's like since sixty six, there's not many that do no. that know what that's like, you know, that that level. But it's But it's a catch twenty two though, isn't it? You gotta win yeah. something to get that confidence. But Yes, you can't exactly. win something. So it, it's like a oh, catch twenty two, chicken and egg, whatever you want to call it. But he's got this team to to this level where we are now feared by other major countries you know like people were like Argentina especially they'll be really happy that we went out mm. yeah, because of the way that we play are England um, Spursy no, I'm not even <laughs> going to entertain that Lindsay <laughs> are England Spurs no way I'm not <laughs> no we're better than that a lot better <laughs> But I, I know, I know, I know what the frustration is. But but the fact that we've been so close, you know, like obviously World Cup in Russia, Euros, now this, you know, this was, you know, people, you know, straight away I think about people when we were in the Euros and that. Yeah, but he didn't play anybody. But we were in the final. But right, so now we've played somebody that were really good, and we got knocked out in the quarters again. There's an argument for both sides of it. He's done brilliant. He's hardly put a foot wrong, but yeah, he yeah. hasn't made it. Yeah. Yeah, but he's still I, I doing brilliant. I wouldn't object. Me. I wouldn't object to yeah. him being in charge for the next Euro. I wouldn't. He's not someone I want yeah. to get out of the job. I don't think there's any particular better alternative. I just think that that is the stumbling block nowadays. I mean, even when you see the demise of Jose Mourinho at club level, you know, he had never played Hadi to win anything, but he built his whole career around that Porto win in the Champions League. And then as soon as you've got that and you're looking at a manager, I don't think it matters your background as long as you can show that you can back it up with silverware. But nowadays, I think yeah. it, I think it's even more so you have to have won than 10 years ago. I don't know why. I don't know what it is, but I just think that's the do way I, that players respond. what I'd to like that. to see next? As as a next step for England in the in the next Euros, whatever, what I'd really like to see is us beat a top tier team. Because mm. the teams that we had to beat in this World Cup, let's face it, France were the first team we, we came across where we went, oh crap, we, we've got to beat these guys now, and we haven't done that. And we have yeah. a history of of falling at that hurdle where we come against someone who is, you know, ranked around us or above us. 
I'd really like to see us convincingly beat a top tier team. And I yeah. think that'll give us a lot of confidence going well, into Well, look at Morocco. Morocco have beaten Belgium, Spain and Portugal. And people are acting like they're going to be a walkover. Yeah. But that breeds yeah, confidence, exactly, doesn't Lindsay. it? Exactly, Bang on. Yeah. It, yeah, yep. it does. It gives you that belief that you are, I was going to say better than them, but with Morocco, it, you can't say that they're better than like Spain and Portugal and Belgium because they're not, but on the night they were, mm. you know, and that gives them great belief going into this semi-final now. The sum of their parts as a team and that belief that it breeds, you've done it. You've, you've knocked over, yeah. it. well, you know, for, for them obviously being lower down in, in the pecking order anyway, but they've gone and they've, they've smashed out teams that are above them. And as soon as you've done that, you go, okay, let's do it again then. And again, yeah. let's try again. If there's one yeah. quality I could take from any other team... Um, and I've admired watching Morocco, but it isn't from Morocco. It's the mentality that Croatia have. If we could take that, yeah. it would transform the way mm-hmm. we are in major tournaments. I can't believe look, Croatia are not the same side they were four years ago. I would argue that England are better than they were four years ago. But Croatia, that know-how, yeah. that yeah. wisdom of being able to, in extra time, see it through, get to penalties... I, Honestly, I've never seen anything like it. And I wouldn't rule out Croatia. If they're in that frame of mind and they manage to hold on to it all the way through, they could win the whole thing. Because they're learning. They're learning from what happened. Yeah, I know what you mean. But, Lynn's coming off the back of the French game now, right? I feel that England could go into that game again, not fearing France. Do you know what I mean? Because of the confidence that we've got Mm -hmm. playing at that level. And then putting our game onto them and realising, you know, it's the realisation that we are up there. Let's reshape the question about Gareth, because rather than it being, you know, should he stay in the job, let's reshape it around him. Is he going to want to stay in the job? You know, I've got friends that are England correspondents at this tournament. They said that he looked really tired afterwards and that he, you know, he's not going to make a knee-jerk reaction right now after just going out after that sort of performance. Mm -hmm. But he'll take some time and he'll think about it. And it's if you're him, are you staying in the job? He's been in it for now, what, six years, hasn't he, as as England manager? And he's been in the FA for five years before that. Mm. You know, so he's he's in a you know like he's been in it for eleven years. Um, for me, he's still he's, he's still got the the desire, and I would be shocked if he stepped away. I still feel that he would be, think it's unfinished business. Why why would you want to walk away from an England team that's the best it's been for a long long time? Not just the team, but the squad. He's got them to this this position now where. There's a real chance, you know. I know we we said it before, but we we were in this World Cup that we had a great chance of winning this. But we always knew that there was a, a chance of us coming up against France in a quarterfinal, and we knew that that would be a massive test, and it was. But I feel now that we've proven against the World Cup champions that we we're, we're capable, and more than capable, you know. And always like getting a result now, and I think the beliefs are there now. So. I, I would be really surprised if he walks away. I really want him to stay on. For me, he's he's doing a fantastic job. I, I would like him to stay. I <laughs> I would like him to say, stay because I don't see a better alternative. Going back to Southgate's mindset, but do you think there's something in the fact that the squad are so young? It'd be different if they were all late 20s. 
but yeah. there's not many that are. Yeah. So do you think there's something in his mind going, right, actually, I've got another couple of tournaments in these? Yeah. Oh, no, the team and the squad have definitely got a lot of time. The next World Cup is, what, four years away? So uh, you, you look at that team, a lot of that team will still play. Maybe not Henderson. How about Kane? I'm not sure how old Maguire is. Next World Cup. Uh, Harry could struggle. So, Harry so could struggle who's, with who's the, next the World Kane Cup replacement? Because, because I can't see him. I can't see the Kane replacement. If I'm Gareth Southgate, I'm like, yeah, I'd do the Euros and then I'd say, you know what? No Harry Kane. Someone else can take over and let's see how we get on without a goal scorer for a while. Do you think you need him though? And I know that seems like a really silly question to say, but considering... I think he does so much more than score Eight other players chipped in with goals. But yeah, no, he does. You're absolutely right. But... I think you can reshift the team around a lot of goal scorers, a lot of people mm. that play very well within their positions. And I don't think you necessarily need, I was going to say an out and out striker because he's kind of not even that though, is he? Um, and, but that could also be leveled against him in a negative because like I said, you had Bukayo Saka charging down there, beating Hernandez. And that's where you want Kane in the box. And he wasn't there because he was too mm. deep. Yeah. So actually as great as he is, and he's a fantastic England player he really is it's not the be all and end all I don't think to have him when you've got the rest no. of that squad that can do another you know a couple of tournaments in them yeah I know what you mean but there's no there's nobody that's that's like pushing him mm. that's as good as mm. him if you know what I mean you know the, the strikers that are behind him are still quite a long way behind him you know we do need him whether his ankle will uh will last that long but we'll have to wait and see his glass ankle or his <laughs> lackey ankle as I call mine <laughs> it's lacking elastic band it just twangs over and then comes back into position <laughs> another debate that I heard was yeah. was position and and what England need um, and, and there was a discussion about how the centre-backs are really important, which I, I don't think Maguire and Stones did too much wrong, to be honest, in this tournament. But No. But They've people come out are saying credit, that could be the, both the difference. Of them. The other part of that discussion was this midfield maestro, this Modric-like character that everyone's saying um, Bellingham used to be, but has now become more of an attacking midfielder, so has is not spraying the balls around as much or dictating play as much. Um, and yeah. let's face it, Declan Rice, he can't, he can't do that role on his own. And he, he also isn't as nimble or he need he needs someone around him in that sort of Kovacic and Modric pairing that we've seen. Mm. Is that the area that England need a player? You've got combinations, haven't you? You know, and, and I think that with, with Bellingham, it, we're we're only just seeing him perform on this stage, and the way that he's done it has been brilliant. The problem that you get is that if you put another playmaker in there with Bellingham, does it leave you short defensively? I felt that with with Henderson and Rice being there it gives a free roll almost to Bellingham to to push on to wherever he wants to get to. Um, but I know what you mean about a playmaker like that Modric type of player and. Who would you, you know, I don't know, I know Adam would put in there. But. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't even said the name. Not even said the name, all tournament. <laughs> but that's what you, that's the sort of player that you mean though, isn't it? You know, he's like, he's someone in there that's going to be, you know, that's going to want the ball all the time yep. to turn and then and then pick a pass Pivot. out, you know, like like a Gaza and all them sort of people. Yeah. You know, the, these players that have that special key to like to unlock defences. Have we got that? We've got, we've got Rice and Henderson that, that are very similar. Will Henderson make the next World Cup? 
if if Henderson's on the same diet as, as Milner is at Liverpool, then he's He'll going to be, be there forever. His 50s, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he was a Duracell bunny in this match as well, wasn't he? <laughs> I know, and he was like, (laughs) it was like he knew that you know that he was going to give it everything, you know, and that that's the other thing as well is that you know like when when people are like questioning his substitutions and take a defender off, and the only thing you've got to be careful of is if is if if you did get that equaliser, and then you you ain't got your full defence. You've got another half an hour against France. The only thing that didn't work, though, David, is so against Italy, and actually this happened with Croatia as well, we scored early on in those games and then we still lost. And so when France scored first, I was like, don't worry. don't. Uh, we're having party tea in our house. Don't yeah. panic, anyone. Yeah. Don't panic. <laughs> Last time we scored oh first. <laughs> yeah. We went out. This is a good sign. Yeah. Trust me. We're going to we're gonna score. We're going to level. Yeah. We're going to go ahead. Obviously, it didn't go to that. So and It was almost like the perfect time to concede, if there is a perfect time. When yeah. it, when it, what is the perfect scenario then? Because we're going through a lot of scenarios and none of them are coming in our favour. So in order for England to win, what would be ideal? What would be ideal? Nil-nil at halftime? Yeah, just don't concede. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be the perfect scenario. Don't concede. Score one in the last 10 minutes. Good night. (laughs) But also, robustness of a team, you need to be able to adapt to every scenario. You need to be able to go one down Mm. and and fight back. You've got to be able to be one up and hold on to that lead or add to it. And those are the things that I want to know that we've we've learned. We've learned good lessons from. Mm. But we're we're getting there, Linz. You know, we are we are getting there. You know, we the, all these experiences are leading to something special. I'm sure they are. Well, you know what? Actually, on that note, who wants to win the Qatar World Cup anyway? Like, let's go and win it in the USA or something. <laughs> Nobody wants that one. Yeah. <laughs> I'd take it in my back garden. Never mind Qatar. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be David's back gardeners. Yeah, exactly. You better better bring a a big net to get the ball out of the river. They're probably bringing back Dave the cat for you, David. After Lee Dixon's commentary. Oh, exactly, yeah. They picked up that cat cat and brought it back. It's coming to your house. Frankie's going to adopt it. (laughs) (laughs) David Seaman and Lindsay Hooper. This is Seaman Says. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This is Seaman Says. Right, so we're all out of the, the World Cup sweepstake. Um, well, not all. Frankie's still in it, actually, with Argentina. So yeah. 
That won't go away quietly, trust me. (laughs) (laughs) Has she been quite vocal in your household? (laughs) Just a little bit, yeah. She's like, whoa, 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 we're not all out. (laughs) (laughs) So do you remember remember before the tournament, we um, did our predictions for how the tournament would run and who'd make the semis, for example? Yeah. Do you want to know how many we got right? Hardly any. Go on then. Can you guess? Oh, none then. None. Oh, no. None. None. Yeah, don't put that in. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we said Denmark, Brazil, England, and Belgium. Oh, wow, man. I mean, the fact that Denmark and Belgium didn't even make it out of the group. Yeah, yeah. I know. Who chose Denmark, by the way? I think I, think I was behind Denmark, yeah. I think it was Lindsay, yeah. Wow. Yeah, it might well be. Oh, yeah, that was... <laughs> I bought into the whole team. Like, oh. I, I always think, and this does happen, it's Morocco, but you get one outstanding yeah. team where there's no real individuals. They're just all in it. And yeah. that happens every tournament. Yeah. You'll just get a team that clicks. But predicting that team is very difficult to do, as we know. And look, England as but you'd, well. You'd say that. We wanted to you'd... be positive, but let's face it, most of us thought that England might go out to France. That was the fear, wasn't it? Yeah. You'd say that about Croatia, though, but without their record, you'd be like, no, but they've done it before. But they're like a proper team, mm. team, team, team. Well, they are, but they also have some, they have stunning yeah, individuals. <laughs> and I, I love that Croatian midfield. I love it. All three. Love it. Yeah. So Frankie, Frankie SK8 has got Argentina. Pots Pods has got Croatia. Or is it at Livlan, Morocco? Nope, France. No, Livlan, <laughs> France. Oh my God, I'm reading this all so well. And the real Chasley B. Chasley B, is that right? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the real Chasley B has got Morocco. I hope you bought a lottery ticket when you picked this lot. <laughs> <laughs> I, bet he, I bet he saw the draw and was like, oh, that's me out of the, uh, at the group stage. And I, know. I bet he's, I bet he's yeah. living life. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Especially if Morocco beat France. Oh, my word. That would be uh, well, did you, perfect did, for this World Cup. Have you seen Samuel Eto'o's prediction that he did before the World Cup? I know. I did. Yeah. So have you two well, seen I've not seen this. Then? No. No, I've not. So before the tournament, Samuel Eto'o uh, predicted that... And he got hammered for yeah, it, didn't yeah. he? So he predicted that Morocco would beat Spain in the round of 16, they would beat Portugal in the quarterfinal, and they would beat France in the semi-final to get to the final. What does he know that we don't know? <laughs> yeah. What the hell? <laughs> no bouffal, no yeah. party, as uh, we used to say when we had him at Saints. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. They Maybe. have got some good techers in that Moroccan yeah. team, though. And they've got ZH I as know, well. they've got Romain Saïs, former Wolves player, Romain Saïs. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> 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 <Seaman> says... <laughs> In conversation. This week, we're joined by one of the world's biggest music stars who just a few weeks ago broke the record for the most UK number one albums by a solo artist. Please welcome the one and only Robbie Williams. I spent I spent a bit of time with the lads. I went into the camp. I had the best time ever. What did you say to them? We just hung. Look, you know, it, it was... I'm 48, but really, I'm 16 or 14. So, you know, I went into the <laughs> camp as an elder statesman in my industry. Um, but really, when I got in there, I'm just like, oh, my God, it's Declan Rice. <laughs> 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 oh, my God, Tucker. 
And I, <laughs> yeah. I, I, even, with Jude even with Jude Ballingham, who's 19, I'm like... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <I love> that. <laughs> so anyway but like you know it was it was like a mutual thing from the camp it was like i dig them and they dig me and it was just yeah. like wow this is absolutely mind-blowing and it was a wonderful evening the great thing about it was um so, oh, there were so many great things about it but um the fact that the cohesion the camp had got how much they liked and loved each other you could tell that they loved each other and um you know you could tell that there is and they were so polite and so lovely and so kind with their spirit and with their time that I, i it made me it made me super super proud and um and as a as a young football fan in my mind you know it was a it was a a proper treat um the game itself, I thought we... Uh, and if you look at the stats, you know, the, the eye test was we bossed it. The stats test was we bossed it. But yet, again, we find in countries like France and whoever else, when it matters, can literally stick their head on it like Giroud did and put it in the back of the net from some yeah. weird angle. And And I just think that it's a... It is a a mentality. It's a um, it's a way of thinking and a way of being. And it's you know it's fifty six years I think since nineteen sixty six, and um, it like I said at the start, it seems like we've got absolutely everything right apart from our own mentality. And um, I think we've you know we 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 we've got the talent. We've got we've got the talent to be world world champions, and um, yeah, do you think we're getting there though, Robbie. Do you think we're getting better? After, oh, absolutely. These bigger moments. No, absolutely. I think that we've um, been delusional in the past about our place at the table. You know what? Where where we sit, what we should be, and how we should be treated. I think that now is the first time in the last three tournaments where we deserve our place mentally in our mind. Yeah. You know, um, yeah. What was it what was it like Robbie when you when you were singing in front of the lads? You know, how, really, how did you it, feel? Intimidating. Did you? Yeah, intimidating. <laughs> I'll tell you why. <laughs> the um the lads are, you know, you know yourself. The team doesn't want to look an idiot in front of each other. Yeah. So they won't emote in any way. They won't <laughs> laugh at the joke that you say or not say. They won't join in with the with the, the lyrics. They won't sing up because yeah. they don't want to look an idiot in front of each other. And my whole job, my whole gig is based on audience participation. <laughs> so I'm only as good as you allow me to be. And you know, you've got all you've got all the coaching staff and all the kit men that they do. I'm loving angels instead. <laughs> you've got all the team. You've got all the team that just don't want to look an idiot in front of each no. other. but that's that's and, so different to Soccer Aid. Do you remember when you did it in Soccer Aid? When we played yeah. at Man City, and then, then all the lads start just like Robbie. I tell you now, right? When you got up and started singing in front of us, just like Angels was on. It was on the 
the, the CD player, weren't it? And you just got up and started singing. And we and I got like total body goosebumps. I was like, oh my God. It was like such a moment. Yeah, it was, But then it was, everybody was up though, weren't they? Yeah, but if you can imagine being in the Arsenal dress, well, you don't have to imagine, but like me coming <laughs> into the Arsenal dressing room yeah. the night before yeah. an FA Cup <laughs> and, and singing yeah. my songs. You, you what know, was your set it, list? It was... Um, <laughs> What do you do in that uh, scenario? What gets them going? Oh, okay. So I started with um, uh, Sweet Caroline, right? Wow. <laughs> but then I, I started to sing it and then I stopped. And I texted Aaron Maguire and I said, who thinks they're a singer in the camp? And he was like, James Madison. So I started to sing it. Like, oh, well, actually, and I got James Madison up to sing it with me. Brilliant. Right. So he, he and they they love that, and I love that, and he, he, you know that was fun. Uh, and then I sung "Don't Look Back in Anger," uh, yeah. and then I sang uh, <laughs> "Angels." But then this is the mistake I made, right? This is the mistake I made. I sang "Football's Coming is Coming Home," right? But I got the feeling as I'm singing it that like. I don't know if it was either a bad omen or they 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 don't like the song or it annoys them, but I just got this feeling in the air that the song that I'd chosen to sing, this is the wrong song to be singing right now. Did you abort? No, no. no, no. You Powered on through. Once you're committed, you're committed, but let me tell you, three and a half minutes of, oh, they're not digging this. Three and a half minutes of that can feel like an eternity. (laughs) (laughs) I wonder how many of them have sang Robbie Williams songs at their initiations. Because they do, do, don't they, footballers, David? You have to sing a song. Yeah. Yeah. I actually later on sang My Way with Harry Kane. Wow. Love that. I sang my way with Harry Kane. I wish and, you just said um, this way with Harry Kane, that way. Yeah, and then, and then Jack, Jack, Grealish, <laughs> Jack Grealish turned up a bit later and he was like, oh, I was hoping you'd get me up to do She's the One. I really like She's the One. <laughs> <laughs> That's a great impression. He turned up late. I can't believe he yeah. turned up late for you. Did he get lost? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Bless him. There's more from our chat with Robbie coming up later on this week, both here and in video on YouTube. Thanks for listening. Don't forget to leave us a review on your podcast platforms and we'll see you all soon. This is a listening dog media production. Sports Social Podcast Network. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing... The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Step into the world of power, loyalty 
and luck. I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you wanna get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.